T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, as we uh, get ready for a uh, very interesting National League, as Mike joins us. Mike, welcome. How are you? Hey, Mike. How you doing, man? All right, Mike. What do you think? First, talk, let's talk, before we get uh, to the NL, uh, tell me what, what do you think about what the, the Yankee bullpen this year? Well, the Yankee bullpen. Uh, you know, the thing is, they've been they've had a great season. Okay, I, I think that most Yankee fans would say they've kind of underachieved, but I don't think that's because of who they are. I think that's just because the expectations of us, uh, of the rest of us that have put on them. They've been outstanding, and I think that they've shown that, you know, that is a weapon for uh, for the Astros. I'm you sorry, know, for, the, <laughs> for, for the Yankees. You know, um, when you look at uh, the Astros – and and Verlander on short rest. You could have you could have you could have moved him on full rest and gone with a fourth starter here. And mm-hmm. I understand that does impact the Yankee series because this way, if he does it and he closes it tonight, then he still has Verlander on full in Game Two, and he has Cole in Game One. You think that's the thought process more than that, or is it just Verlander says, "Just give me the ball, and let me get out of the way," and you want to make sure you beat Verlander and Cole if you're going to beat us. You know, I think it's both. I think that Verlander did go to AJ and and put a lot of pressure on AJ to go ahead and let him pitch. He said he felt fine. Uh, you know, both of those guys have that that big time bulldog mentality, and they've both had nothing short of spectacular seasons. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, I, I, it truly, it truly was. It was incredible to watch these two. Basically, every it depended on who was starting that particular day, who you felt like was going to win the Cy Young. Because they were that good, and they just went back and forth all season long. It was it was really fun to watch, but I also think that you know, regardless of how good you know the the, the Astros are, AJ Hinch does not want to go to a decisive game. You don't want to go to a game five because anything can happen in those type situations. You know, he wants to go ahead, put the nail in the coffin, let uh, let Vern Lander go out there and do his thing. He pitched incredible uh, game in game one. So I just think it's AJ being a little aggressive here, and I think he should have been. You know, go ahead and put this series away and move on. Verlander, you know, most guys I think are being diminished on short rest. Verlander is different. Verlander reminds me of Nolan Ryan. I mean, he's got that kind of physical toughness, that kind of tenacity. So I would be surprised if he wasn't good on short rest. Yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about it whatsoever. Um, you know, in in the in game one, yeah, he threw a good number of pitches, but there wasn't a whole lot of stressful pitches. And you know, even though he he still throws hard, he doesn't throw hard all the time. I mean, that's one of the incredible things about Garrett Cole is it seems like every time he throws the ball, it's 98 miles an hour, whether it's the first pitch or the 110th pitch. You know, Verlander, Verlander will throw fastballs, you know, 93 miles an hour. But when he needs to, he can reach back and he can still grab 96, 97, maybe even 98. But what has made him so devastating this year is a couple things. First, the dude throws strikes. 
Okay, he he walks very few batters, and when he came over, Mike, him and Brent Strom made a little adjustment to his slider, and ever since then, the slider has been just an absolute wipeout pitch. No one does anything. Lefty, righty, doesn't matter. It's got so much depth on it, and he's got such great command with it. You know, he's basically a two-pitch pitcher. You know, probably 80, 85% of the pitches he throws is either fastball, four-seam fastball, or slider. Then he throws the curve, and, you know, he'll throw two or three change-ups or something like that. But, you know, he's basically just a two-pitch guy, but that slider has just turned into one of the more devastating pitches in the American League. Talking with Mike Stanton, who was a mainstay out of those great Yankee uh, bullpens on those great Yankee teams in the late 90s to 2000. Uh, Mike, why has Cole jumped to this next level? What, what, what did they find out about – now, everybody wanted Cole, but what did they find out about Cole, or why did Cole get to this next level, strike out 300 batters, the whole thing this year? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think what it has been more than anything it's, – it's got nothing to do with stuff. You know, he's got the same stuff he had in Pittsburgh, but you know as well as I do, Ray Searage is a sinker-slider pitching coach. Uh, you know, we saw Jordan Lyles go over to the Milwaukee Brewers and basically do the same thing. And, and really what Stromy got him, Brett Strom got him to do was stop throwing the two seam fastball, throw the four seam fastball up in the zone, and then use your, your, your power slider and your good curveball down in the zone and really start concentrating on pitching north and south instead of east and west. When you're a sinker slider guy, you're pitching to the corner. And that's just simply not what they do anymore. This whole staff does it. Actually, the whole league does it now. There's very few. I mean, you could probably count them on one hand that are true sinker ball pitchers in Major League Baseball right now because of the way that most hitters, the mechanics of their swing, they hit the ball down in the zone. So fastballs down, they get to. So what do you do? You throw the fastball up, and it's really been – that's really been the, the, the only real difference that Garrett Cole has made is he throws a lot of four-seam fastballs now instead of the two-seamer. When you, when you come in, the, forget it as a starter, as, as coming out of the bullpen in the postseason, do you pitch differently coming out of the bullpen in the postseason than you would in the regular season? You know, I didn't. I think it's kind of an individual thing. You know, I was a, uh, I was a, a really aggressive pitcher. So I, whether I was pitching in, you know, I was pitching in, in March in spring training or October in a World Series, I'm, I'm cutting it loose and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go about my business uh, pretty much the same way. You know, I, Mike, I spent most of my time trying to pull back on the reins, meaning I was, you know, being aggressive. I was, you know, I was amped up every time I went out there. Uh, so I, I did not. But there are some pitchers that um you know maybe a little bit more cerebral or 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 have a little bit different stuff that they do pitch a little bit differently but i think that's i to tell you the truth i think that's kind of a that's kind of a red flag you know one of the things you want to do in the postseason is you kind of want to stick to your gun especially as a short reliever you know that's why in this day and age where you have all this information that's coming from upstairs that come down to these players you know the relievers, they can take a look at it, but I don't want them to really concentrate on it because I want a reliever to go with their best stuff. It happens to be the hitter's strong suit also. Well, so be it. That's that's why we play the sport. But, 
you know, when you get a reliever, especially a short reliever out there that's pitching to a scouting report, a lot of times that's when they're either non-competitive, they walk the guy, or they end up overthinking it and they throw something down the middle. How good has Granky been for you guys? Grinky has been good. He hasn't been um, – actually, he's been very good. You know, I wouldn't say he's been great. He's had a couple starts that, that he's had some issues. Uh, you know, the start the other day against uh, – or yesterday against Tampa Bay, he made a couple mistakes with, uh, with his change-ups, and they end up going out of the ballpark. Other than that, he actually threw the ball okay, and he had 11 days off before that start also. And he is a – you know, the thing is, Mike, it's, it's kind of fun. You've got these two big-time power arms in Verlander and Cole, and Grinky is the exact opposite. Grinky is finesse. He's change-up. He's hitting the corners. He actually is one of the few pitchers also that still pitches east and west. So it can actually be a pretty good contrast to the other two right-hander power guys. Uh, but, you know, Tampa's a good team, and they got to him uh, with a couple long balls. Uh, we're talking with Mike Stanton. Obviously, you know, everyone's looking forward to this Yankee-Houston series, so we all expect Houston still to be there, and, and it should be an incredible matchup. Uh, you have that great one, two, three with Granke, and especially the big two. Is your bullpen – well, let me ask this. How good has your bullpen been when it compares, say, to where the Yankee bullpen is? Um, you know, I think if there is there is a Achilles heel or – uh, a part of the Astros team that isn't quite as good as the rest of the team, it is the bullpen, especially getting to the back end guys. Um, you know, Ryan Presley has had another great year. Um, he had the little bit of a knee issue. He had the issue uh, earlier in the division series, but his stuff is just off the charts. Osuna, the same thing. You guys know Osuna, yep. you know, almost as, as well as Astros fans yep. do. But he seems to be maturing a little bit more. Um, you know, what I would like to see from Osuna is just be more aggressive in the zone. He has a tendency because he kind of pitches like a starting pitcher. He's got all these different pitches that he can throw for a strike, and it's like he wants to use them all. I'd like to see him get a little bit more aggressive in the zone. Um, maybe not throw five or six pitches. Let's just throw how about three or four and be really good with those. But the back of their bullpen, I really don't have any any qualms about. Harris has had just an, one of the best relievers in the American League, um, but you know if if the if the starting pitcher is going to come out after five or five and a third, you know it's it's a little bit nerve wracking because you're not exactly sure what you're going to get out of guys like you know like Rondo. You know, Verlander has become such a force now. He's almost kind of become the modern shilling or, you know, I don't want to put him on Bob Gibson's level, but, you know, that kind of guy in the postseason where everyone believes that he's just going to overwhelm everybody. Do you think the Astros feel that same way about him now? I think they have the utmost confidence when he's on the mound. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, even, you know, everyone keeps saying, well, he's 36 years old. I don't age means nothing when you look at what he's doing when he gets out on the mound. He keeps himself in great shape. He's extremely prepared. And, you know, Mike, one of the things that I've said this whole season, it's not a secret what him and Cole, what they do. You know, it's, you know he, they're not out there trying to trick anybody. It's about execution and power stuff. And if you can get to it, you know, you can, you can do something with it. But it's just, uh, you know, their, their stuff is so good. And they have such good command of whatever pitches they're going to throw. They're just, it's, it's not a, a pleasant 
day for the hitters to have to face either one of them. And I tell you, they got to be surprised. Well, maybe not surprised. I mean, they didn't keep Morton. A lot of people were wrong about Morton. Morton's become some kind of pitcher in the postseason. Huh? Mm-hmm. He really has. Yeah, it, it's he's he's so fun to watch. And, and I'll tell you what, the people around uh, down here in Houston still talk about how they miss Charlie Morton. Actually, we yeah. even even the players. Well, are he saying, killed the Yankees. He and McCullers killed the Yankees in that series. Yeah, his his curveball is is just just absolutely devastating. Um, lefty, righty, it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, he's it's it's got, and I think what makes it uh, makes it so so hard to hit is that it's not just a twelve to six break. You know, it doesn't go straight down. It's kind of like uh, Jose Fernandez had that you know that sweeping curveball. That's kind of what Charlie's is. It's got that sweeping motion, and and since it's not just breaking through horizontal planes, it's also it's also got this big east and west movement. It's just hard to square up. You know, the other thing about Charlie is sometimes it is hard to command. But yeah, Charlie, you know, this is actually the first season in his big league career that Charlie has not gone on the disabled list, and I think that was one of the things that the Astros. And Jeff Luno were having issues with was that every year he had been on the disabled list. The end of 2018, he did have the shoulder issue. weren't exactly sure, you know, how he was. And you, you got another guy that's in his mid 30s. So I know everyone around here hated to see him go, and I think that the Astros wanted him back. But you know, Jeff Luno, that he's got a very distinct number in the off season of what he thinks each player should make. And, and he's not going to go above that. And he felt like Charlie was overpriced, but hey, they're doing everything another right. one just had a spectacular year. Yeah. They're doing everything right. We're talking with Mike Stanton there. And, you know, listen, uh, I give Tampa credit. They're amazing. How about these bullpen games? You know, think about it as an old reliever, seeing these games where they, they go to the opener. Is that unbelievable? You see this now in the playoffs? It really, you know, it's amazing how baseball's changed. It really is. And, you know, the thing is, Tampa has proven that it works. Now, I think this year they also proved that, you know, you can't cover, you know, three positions in your rotation with openers. You just can't do it. There's just not enough arms in the bullpen. But, you know, talk to hitters. Hitters hate the fact that they may see – they got four at-bats, they may see four different pitchers. Hate it. You know, that no one gets an arm, uh, gets a release point. Every time you get a little comfortable in that bat, all of a sudden you got another guy. And they've shown that it can be very effective. You know, it's also been proven uh, here and there that, you know, you have one of those relievers coming in, has a bad day. Well, all of a sudden the wheels fall off. So, uh, it, 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 you know, they, are, they have done an incredible job, they being the Rays. They've done an incredible job of, of coming up with a new concept running with it, not listening to what the the other yahoos like you and me, what we're saying about it, and actually going out there and making it work and making it to be effective. You know, uh, it just shows you all the years we've been waiting. We're talking with Mike Stanton. We've been waiting for the Yankees to get back to a World Series and do the things. It makes you realize how good those teams were that you played on uh, and how, how amazing. Think about how many World Series games they won in a row. Winning four titles in five years, and you were on uh, everything but the 96, if I remember right, right? You were 97 Correct. right yes. through. So, I mean, uh, all those teams and how um, it, the more years I do this and how long it's taken to get back to a World Series, you realize how special those teams were that you were a part of that were able to win year after year after year to get there and then win when you got there. Yeah, you know, uh, 
the, the whole idea of winning one, how difficult it is, but you know, we've talked to, you know, there've been other teams that have, you know, kind of toyed with the idea of being some kind of dynasty or something like that. And, you know, for me, you can't even consider yourself a dynasty until you've won three. I mean, you won and 14 so, so, straight World Series games, you guys, if you go back from 96. Yeah. I mean, that's an incredible run. It really is. It is. It is. And, you know, you can't really finger on just one thing. You know, I, I think that it, it ended up being a perfect storm. Uh, at least, you got to remember, it started with Bob Watson. You know, Bob Watson yep. orchestrated those early teams, and then Cashman, I believe it was in 97. Yeah, nine, just um, about 98, right there, yes. Yeah, and yeah. just kind of continued, you know, that same uh, that same path that they were on. And it ended up just being a perfect storm of the guys that you brought in, the guys that, you know, the core four, all the guys that came up from the, the minor leagues, and you end up being one of those one of those remarkable runs that you know I don't know I, I can't say it won't ever happen again but you know there's a reason why, you know, we haven't even had a repeat World Series winner since you go all the way back to the late 90s you know it's just it's just not that easy and there's so many things that go into play in winning back to back. All right, absolutely. Uh, really. All right, well, Mike, listen, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, listen, you guys still have a game to win, obviously, uh, before <laughs> you get there, but uh, we expect this to be a heck of a series coming up and uh, just to watch these other guys pitch. I mean, uh, just Verlander and Cole and even Granke. I mean, it's going to be a heck of a series. It really is. The Yanks are playing well right now. It's going to be a series at a very high level once you guys, as we expect, finish off a very pesky uh, Tampa Bay team, but it's going to be fun to watch. It really will be, I think. As soon as it happens, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, Mike, uh, it's it's going to be a blast. It's something that I think we've been waiting on all all summer, and um, I, I know that there's not anybody that's going to play against the Yankees uh, that were real happy to see how Severino threw the ball last night. No, he, he got out of a lot of jams too. He really was something. He looked good. He did. Yeah, the stuff was good. I'll talk to you when during the series. Thanks very much. Sounds good, Mike. Talk to you. All right, Mike Stanton, uh, who does the games uh, for the Astros, and uh, obviously was part of those great. I mean, came to the team ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety seven. They lose to Cleveland, but ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. You know, really uh, just incredible. Two thousand two. I mean, all those teams. And, of course, playing in all those World Series and winning all those World Series. The Yankees, remember, went 96, won four games in a row in the World Series. Then 98, 99, 2000, they won the first two. So uh, that's a lot of World Series games in a row. 14 World Series games in a row is a remarkable. More you, the more you think back to that time, the three straight championships, the four and five years, all those World Series games in a row, you realize how special it is and how special those teams were. Because think about how hard it is now just to get to a World Series. And how hard it's been just to get, you know, even to win playoff series, just to, you know, just to go through it. And this team starting to show the right things, you know, guys making plays. Severino getting out of trouble last night, like out of the inning with the bases loaded. Uh, just showing you the little things that you need if you're going to get there. Back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.